Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I am a designer here at Adafruit and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. What's going on everybody? I'm Pedro Ruiz, Creative Tech here at Adafruit and every week we come to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right, this is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects for you folks. We haven't lost it, yay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're gonna jump into the show right away. We got a lot of stuff to cover. We're back from two weeks of no 3D Hangouts. We've been quite busy with Learn Guides, and we'd love to share uh, with we'd love to share them with you. <laughs> Let's kick off uh, this show with this week's coupon code. It's Thumbstick. There it is. It's Thumbstick. This will work uh, with everything in the Adafruit shop except for gift certificates and those Adafruit subscriptions. However, everything else is fair game. So check out Thumbstick at checkout. You just type it in the code, and uh, there we go. So we're going to jump in to this week's. Last week's and the week before's pro this this month's projects is what we're gonna look at the stuff that we were working on. Um, so I'm gonna jump in, say hello to everyone in the chat room. Thank you guys for joining us today. We are live streaming. It is Wednesday, 11 a.m. here in the Eastern area. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room as well. So if you want to hang out with us after the show or anytime, we are hanging out here in the Discord. Howdy, howdy. I said howdy. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're just checking the streams and we're streaming on all the networks, so we gotta make sure all of it is accounted for. So hello YouTube, hello Facebook, hello Twitch, hello LinkedIn, we meet again. <laughs> uh, that was an evil laugh. All right, well, I have a learn guide of uh, the USB crank. This is the first one we're gonna take a look at. Um, so this was a journey. The original was to just make the crank piece, which is a print and hinge. Uh, and then uh, we, the last time we restreamed was on June 6th or 5th or something like that. And we had the crank going, but we didn't have anything working yet. It wasn't wired up to anything. So this learn guide shows you how to wire up the rotary encoder to the itsy bitsy. That's a little microcontroller, costs about 12 bucks. It's got, um, two megabytes of flash, or maybe eight megabytes. It's got some megabytes of flash you can store all sorts of assets on it, and it works really, really great with the CircuitPython libraries. So check it out. There's a learn guide there. I just want to do a demo. So I got this guy set up. It is plugged in through USB, because you need USB. It is a USB device. Uh, the case is a 3D printed two-half setup. And before I take this guy out, this is the hinge, right? I'm going to set up my little demo here. So I have a MakeCoder K demo that's gonna turn this into a kind of a gamepad. So let's take a look at our uh, screen here. And I need to load up my, uh, my this guy here, my Adabot head. So I got that. Open up a new tab. Microsoft's MakeCode Arcade makes it really easy to kind of come up with these type of demos. So I got a little Adabot here. And what we'll do now is, uh, this is the simulator. So what's cool about MakeCode Arcade is that uh, it has a, a simulator that lets you play uh, the games without, uh, without any hardware. Um, so what I've done is I, uh, I've basically made two keys um, to trigger. So I'm going to crank this up and start playing this game here. So this is a good example of using the rotary encoder as a input device uh, to, to, to simulate some, uh, some HID um, keys. So key, key, key controls, uh, space bars, uh, macros as well. So it's really easy to add multiple key commands in the code. So this is a uh, open source project. The code is available right now. It's been available for a while. And uh, this just is just a nice little demo of Adabot in uh, Microsoft's MakeCode. I also have a link to this uh, MakeCode Arcade, so you can take a look at the code blocks and see exactly how this is running. Um, and then if I want to stop, I'll hit that button there. So you actually have three buttons that you can play with. Um, left, right, and then this button here, which stops Mr. Little Adabot there. Or maybe it misses Adabot. So there you go, that's my demo. Very cool. Um, so obviously you can program this to do anything, volume control, um, changing channels, scrolling through the web, that sort of stuff. So uh, hopefully that demo worked. I don't know if it did. Did it work? Yes, it did. Excellent. I don't know if it was in focus and stuff, because the way we have this tunnel vision going on, so that's what we have going on. 
Heading back over to the learn guide, uh, I'll just quickly walk through some of the parts. Um, you really just need the, um, the itsy bitsy and the rotor encoder. I, I use this silicone wire. It's got 10 in the bundle, so it makes it really nice to uh, have a, a one cable as opposed to individual wires coming out. When we look at the circuit diagram, uh, you can get a really good idea of how to wire this. Um, it goes into a couple of the, uh, the GPIO pins on the side here of the itsy bitsy. Um, to power it, micro USB. Uh, here's the software part. So it walks you through installing um, CircuitPython. It's as easy as going to circuitpython.org, selecting the board, and uh, downloading. But I already have that link here for you, so you don't have to do that. So you can just click on that and download the latest version of CircuitPython. It just needs two libraries. It needs the NeoPixel library and the, the Adafruit HID library. So you just get those two. And uh, here is the code. This is available on GitHub, so you can uh, uh, make a pull request if you want to add to it, or if you have any issues, you can submit those as well. Um, yeah, it's very well commented as well. This was written by Lamar, Lady Ada herself, so check it out. It's very well commented, and you can adjust the code right here um, for the, uh, right here is where you check in the rotary coder if it went up or down. This is where uh, you can change it. I have a link to all of the key codes, so you can find out exactly what key code is what. It's pretty, uh, it's written pretty nicely. So if you just read it out, dot volume decrement and volume increment, this is turning up the volume. So that's what's assigned to these, uh, to, uh, to the rotor encoder by default. And then this one right here, if uh, the last button, which is the, which is the button switch that's on the encoder itself, that one is uh, using the key code space for spacebar. Yeah, and again, all the key codes are available up here in the learn to docs, or is it down here? Yeah, down here it gives you an idea of where you want to change the code and a list of all the key codes in the read the docs document. So check those out. Um, yeah, so uh, depending on how you want to uh, control whatever application, uh, you will want to come in here and modify the code. There you go. Skipping on over to 3D printing, it's uh, three parts. We have the hinges as a standalone part. I've also dual extruded it, which is fancy. Don't need to do that. It's just a one part, uh, one, one model that has three individual pieces that are, will print in place. Uh, so it's got a nice tolerance that's loose enough to work, I think, on all the printers. Um, if you have any issues with it, let me know on Discord, and uh, we'll see uh, what we can do. Uh, here are some slice settings that I used as a recommendation uh, using Cura on uh, Ultimaker 3. So there's that. And then uh, here's some things about uh, our GitHub repo with all of our parts and stuff. Wiring it up, we just walk through it pretty easy. Uh, I'm using the ground on the bottom pad here of the itsy bitsy. It's always nice to have an extra ground, especially on the bottom of the board there. And uh, just walking through wiring it up. For assembly, um, it's, no screws are required for this. So it's got this, this uh, handy little snap fit um, kind of a feature where it clips the board into place. And then the rotor encoder has a little um, kind of ring that it gets mounted to. Rotor encoders come with knobs and the appropriate hardware. So the little hex washer and nut get added there. And um, then you can add your crank if you 3D print it or not. So there you go. The, how, the, the box has like a dedicated spot for the crank to house it. And it kind of has like this little nub that pinches it so that it clicks and holds it in place, which is pretty nice. Snap fit features for the win. So again, we'll take a look at it. Hopefully this won't mess up any of my stuff. Let's see what it does. I think it might. I'm afraid to see. Yeah, it's just going to go doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> But so we could go ahead and uh, open up. Audio cue uh, to make sure go, that everything's working. Yeah, right, there you go. We can go into, um, into the Moo editor and just change the code real quick. Let me do that. So I'll go back to screen cap and uh, come over here, make that bigger. So where I want to change, I already have it commented here. Oh, this is the wrong code. <laughs> Whoops. It will show up as the CircuitPy drive, so I'll just load up my thing. It says it's already open. All right. Scroll down over here, and I'm going to change this back to, um, to do the volume. So I'll just comment out these two codes like that. So uh, hit save. Open up my my, ter my terminal, my serial, and it seems to be working okay. So uh, there we go. That's what happens in the um, 
in the loop. It's a, whenever it reads it, it, it prints out in the uh, term, uh, the terminal whether it's a uh, where it's a whether it's a positive value or a negative value. You can see here it's doing that. So there you go. My volume is now changing. Super cool. So you can change this really easily. And uh, here's the the kind of locking thing I was talking about. So now it won't fall out. So your handle is now uh, in there. Very sweet design. Again, shout outs to the guys at uh, Playdate. Um, mm -hmm. This was a really fun uh, hinge to design and, and create. I wouldn't have thought about it myself. So shout out to them. Very cool. Coupon code is still stump thumbstick. <laughs> so there we go. Quick question from the yes, YouTube chat. Please. I love Doom is asking, is it the same library for the micro keys as the other uh, HIDs? No, so there is an additional library. When we released the original uh, Media Dial project, the uh, special media keys were not uh, written yet. So these would be play, pause, next. Um, any of these keys up here, any of these keys up here are like the media keys. Those are the special ones. And those are uh, in a sub-module of the HID library, if that makes sense. So if you click on that link um, to see the key codes, you will see exactly um, what you need, uh, what, what the keys uh, look like for the media stuff, for all the media keys. So I'll open that right now because you got me thinking about it. Good, 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 good question. So uh, if you go to the learn the docs, this one walks through all the basic stuff, F keys, um, and then all the numerical keys, keypads, things like that. And then as you get down to this piece, uh, you'll see, oh, we also have mouse control, so you can do mouse stuff. I haven't played with that too much yet. So I don't know too much about it, but most of the stuff is here. It's called Adafruit's HID.ConsumerControls. Consumer Controls. Um, it's used by multimedia keyboards and remotes. Awesome. Please post That's that cool. in the chat. Uh, this link? Absolutely. Yeah. And all the chats? All the chats. And then Thomas uh, Vayak is saying that it printed lovely on the yeah. Ender 3 Pro. Awesome. That's good, because they have different slice settings and, mm -hmm. and different extrusion widths and e-steps and all that sort of stuff. So it's really nice when it actually works. And then Kirby has some ideas on some cool games or applications for it, like a music device that speeds up as you crank the beat. That's a good idea. Kirby's coming out with the good ideas. Eject, fast forward, mute, play, pause, record. All these are here. I didn't even know there's a record button. That's interesting. And those are the volume decrement and increment. Also, <laughs> we have gamepad. Shout out to Dan Halbert. He pretty much wrote all this. Um, to emulate a generic gamepad control. You know gamepads, mm -hmm. the ones you actually plug in, yeah. they have a very, very different special things. They're not just playing out one key. They are mm -hmm. doing different things. Multiple, so yeah. this is what we support right now, pressing buttons and that sort of stuff. So, so cool. Unexplored area for myself, but uh, it's all there in the docs, which is really cool. So I'd love to see some examples of that. Very cool. Oh, sorry, Thomas, it's Veach, like Beach with a V. Veach. I remember that. Okay. Well, that was the USB crank device. It's, it's quite fun. And cranky. Yeah. And then one more idea. It could be like the old style uh, music box that a monkey would crank, and then uh, Blinka pops out. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Right, cool. Oh, man, we need to do that. We need to do a Blinko. I know, that sounds a like Blinka a PT project, box. huh? <laughs> Blink in a box? That's a, that's Didn't we? No, I think Dano did one already, where it um, pops up. Now we do need a spring. Or maybe not, maybe it's an actuator. Maybe <laughs> it's a spray can and it blows it up. Yeah, big thanks to Dan H for implementing all the consumer control HIDs as my brother and Bill Binko in the Discord is saying that, yep, they are separate USB device. It's weird. They are, what is separate? That's where the XAC support lives. XAC, huh? Interesting. Cool. All right, let's go ahead cool. and move on to the next project. All right, next project. Here we go. I'm gonna load it up here. I don't know what it is actually. What is the next project? It's going to be the snap fit case for the Pi Gamer. All right. So we uh, we were showing this off a little bit. It's a snap fit case for the Pi Gamer. Uh, no screws required. No support material required. It's just a little two piece enclosure. It uh, will. Oh, actually, a three piece enclosure. It has a, a little bezel a piece that you super glue on top. That's going to help it keep uh, the, the display from coming out, as the adhesive might uh, come off here and there. But uh, so far, it hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, it looks really cool with this bezel on top. 
Yeah, shout out to using these really nice translucent materials from Filamentum. It's the ice blue color. Yeah, that's right. Ice blue color is really nice. And I think the only tip on this is just using like four layers to uh, for the top and bottom. That's right. So you get that translucency. Mm-hmm. Shine through. Look at all that lovely slick by Philip Grass. So yeah. awesome. Uh, so this was a uh, yeah. It looks That's amazing good. in any color, actually. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at the demo that we have in Make Code. So uh, go ahead and turn it on. Yeah, right. You're used to the high badge. I know. I'm looking, <laughs> and it's like the complete opposite yeah. way for the switch. Left is right, and right is left. <laughs> All right. Cool. So this is a uh, this is a riff on John Park's DVD bouncing DVD uh, demo. So I wanted to recreate that demo. Shout out to John Park. He has a uh, Make Code series Giant called playlist. Uh, yeah, Make Code Minute. And in one of them, I remember him talking about creating a simple bouncing DVD logo. Um, so it's super easy to do this inside of Make Code Arcade. So I won't go through uh, the code and show you how to do it. Definitely check out uh, John, John Park's uh, Make Code Minute. It shows exactly how to do it. Under a minute, which is great. <laughs> so when I got that running, I thought it'd be really cool to have the Adafruit logo bounce around. So I got that going. If you tilt it this way, you can see the colors of it a little bit better, like this. Yep. Yeah, you see how that color is there? It's not actually white. So, so that was the first thing. Hold it like that so I can uh, focus on it. So that was the first thing to do. Um, get some uh, a custom sprite. And how do you get custom sprites? Well, John Park, again, has a learn guide on how to polish uh, make code games. Uh, there's this thing called the PX asset tool. It's on GitHub. It's a free project. And you basically drop, drag and drop PNG files, and it'll convert that into all the little ASCII characters that you can paste into the JavaScript tab of your MakeCode project. So you can create uh, image assets much better this way. I wouldn't have been able to do it without that asset tool. So there, that's the tip there. Uh, the next thing I wanted to do was it would be really cool if I had another sprite uh, on the screen. So the second thing was to add uh, a sprite. So to separate the Adafruit logo from the Adafruit text. Hit the B button, there you go. And then I was like, well, now that I have those two sprites, it's super easy to attach controls to a sprite. So now I'm able to control the, uh, the Adafruit text. Going left and right, up and down, and diagonal. Continue. <clears throat> what Continue. Is it? It's just the thing plugin is good. Continue. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. And so those are two features, um, or those are two like code blocks, right? The next interaction I wanted was, well, you can easily do some, uh, some things when, you, when two sprites overlap. So whenever the, uh, these two sprites are overlapping, I am changing the background color. So that's really easy to do. And the next thing I want to do is actually use some controls. It would be cool if I hit the A button and turn this text into a blinker. So I was able to do that. Um, Happening. Yeah, it's just getting worse. What? You can hear it, right? Oh, it, it's overpowering all of our audio. What? Okay, well, we're going to mute that for a second. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangout. Hi. I still hear the static. Hello. Should be good. Okay, well, okay, it's good just now. never, <laughs> you can never fix the audio stuff. It's just a forever thing. So that's the MeCode uh, demo that I have set up. Um, there, it's also got some interesting effects. So whenever I, I change between the sprites, you can tell uh, the screen to shake. It's called the camera shake. And you could also apply effects. So I have this disintegration effect happening whenever I change and switch between uh, the uh, the different uh, sprites. Okay. 
So that is the, uh, the demo. Uh, you can check it out. It's on MakeCode Arcade. It's a, you can simulate it in the browser or uh, you know, upload it to any of the Arcade boards or any hardware that's uh, supported for MakeCode Arcade. Very cool. All right. Hello, 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 hello. I think the static went away. Huh? At least for a brief second, right? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what's up? Still sounds good, but again, this is a lag, so. Yeah, there's like a minute delay. I won't know until a minute passes by. Yeah, well, we can kind of hear ourselves. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pedro? Should be good. I think so. All right, well, we'll, we'll move on. So yeah, that's the, the demo. You can check it out and see all the, mo uh, the code blocks that I used to put it together. And uh, it's really just a accumulation of Tom Park's Make Code Minutes. I also forgot to say that the NeoPixels are also changing. Just with a single light block, I can say uh, whenever, the, whenever the sprites overlap, go ahead and change my background color. Maybe to, well not my, my background color is changing, but also my NeoPixels are changing. So I can have those match or, or not. Um, it's hard to tell the colors though, I think. There's purple, then when it overlaps, it turns to a blue kind of steel. Yeah. I turned the autofocus off, so. Swivel. Yeah, pretty neat. So that's the two, uh, so that, that is uh, the demo. And we have a, a learn guide on walks you through the assembly, all the parts. Uh, not much of assembly other than super glue. Um, Starbond is what we used here. I linked to it in the guide. It's a really nice uh, super glue that has like a fine tip. You can get it from Amazon. It's really nice. Uh, it has a, uh, a nice work time so you can reposition your parts if you need to. And then uh, it doesn't create too much haze um, if you apply some airflow on it while it's fuming out. Yeah. Sweet. So that's that project. Uh, the next one we're going to look at is, I think, the Pi Badge. Yeah, buttons. the Pi Badge. Yeah. Oh, real quick, the Pi Gamer, we have a learn guide for that. We actually had to send it to Lamar. We only had one build of it, so it's with Lamar. <laughs> so we can't show it right now. But it is a learn guide that we released uh, a week ago. This week, we released this one. This is the Pi Badge Gamepad. So these are a series of buttons and a gamepad, uh, a thumbstick <laughs> for the Pi Badge. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to keep a tabs on everything over here. But yeah, this is an update to the previous uh, Pi badge uh, case that I've seen everybody printing on. Uh, I wanted to make some updates because after your conference is over, actually, let me get rid of this guy there. Uh, after your conference, this makes a really good gaming uh, little handheld device, much like the uh, Pi Gamer, although it's like half the size or a little bit smaller than it. Definitely have the uh, width of it, especially when you're using the low-cost version that doesn't have any headers or any of the connectors on the back. Like that, you can see the difference between them. It does make a sizable difference when you're pocketing this and uh, you know on the go. So what we added here was a more comfortable buttons. So a thumb pad on here instead of getting all those indents. Because uh, let's be honest, after you oh, start gosh. getting after you start playing the NES games on there you really get into the game and you are going to get indents all over your fingers. So I wanted to make sure that uh, your playing sessions were nice and comfortable. So I printed these in Ninja Flex. This is the A5A. So it has the rubber uh, like elastic feel on them. It also has like nice little sparkles on it. It's always nice. And what's cool about this is diagonal uh, buttons work. So MakeCode does support having a diagonal um, input. So all it's doing is just pushing the up and uh, the left or right button or down the left or right button, but it works very lovely. And the buttons, of course, you can print them in any colors. It'll work with PLA as well. And then what we're showing on here is Nofrendo, which uh, Lamar put, ported over. Uh, spent quite a while on this, so definitely check it out. It runs really well. Uh, the nice little menu system on there. You can also save and load games, which, uh, you know, if you ever played any ROMs, it's you definitely need that because otherwise you're gonna you know start all over again and last minute addition because when we're working on these videos and projects uh, we always have to freeze the project at a certain point meaning we can't you know we don't want to go in there and do any more geometry edits because it means we're gonna have to change the whole video and guide and all that because we everything is running at the same time 
So what didn't make it into the guide and video was this little addition that I added here. All it is is like a volume controller. So what it does is just switches between the uh, speaker that we added on there and the buzzer speaker, which is built in. You kind of hear the, how low it is, but if I switch it on, you hear just how loud the oval yeah. speaker that we have on there is, which made it quite annoying when we were out in public or driving around. I always wanted to play, but I couldn't because of how loud the speaker was. And I didn't want to just unplug it. Yeah. So this was a, a nice little alternative. And I did upload the files to Thingiverse and I did add a page uh, because the guide went out like two days early before the video did. So you can go back down there into the circuit diagram page, which we'll take a look at. I added uh, how to install that little uh, slide switch. All it is is just a digital geometry that's butted up right against the uh, standoff there. And uh, we do have the slide switch geometry as different parts. So if you want to just plop this into any of your uh, 3D printing projects. You have super that fast. and the, the thing itself, the component itself with the, the component, three legs. Yeah, component and the geometry switch. for that. Yeah, so, we use the switch quite on quite a bit different projects. So Yeah, kind of difficult nice to hear, to see here, but you can kind of see in this uh, level select for uh, Mega Man, the diagonal action happening right over here. Let's see that. Can you kind of see it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of tough to see, but you can get does a really good job. And uh, let's see if I could pick what's like a difficult level to show just how uh, the button mashing uh, is really accurate with uh, you know hitting yeah, down the buttons. Yeah, that's one of the challenging things to do with three D printing your own uh, button actuators is getting them uh, to not stick. <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, the Z. And the layers, um, when they rub up e each other, they tend to create some friction. Yeah, so these uh, are uh, small enough so you, uh, you don't have any extra geometry on there that you don't need, keeping everything nice and small, nice and slim. Mm -hmm. I had this uh, carrying around uh, all over when we were in vacation, and I sometimes forgot it was in my pocket because of how small mm -hmm. it was, and these don't uh, raise up too much. So, a uh, nice little pocket, a bowl, handheld. NES emulator. So if you jump into the learning guide. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to play it loud. <laughs> yeah. Says uh, Michael. Sweet, you also added a, uh, you exposed the back so that we can add yeah. feathers. So Brent, who's on the Adafruit I.O. team, was like, hey, I, I kind of need the back here so they can Oh, you can, uh, I have one of those printed out here. You can see what that looks like. So I don't have the top on it, but I can kind of imagine what that would look like with that on there. And then here is the header exposed. Yeah, like you we were saying, Brent is working on a guide on adding the ESP32. So you can get some Wi-Fi on the back of the board here. Uh, get some data transmission between uh, Pi badges. So that would be super awesome. So I sent that over. And where were we at in the guide? It's just the, just the overview. Yeah. So this one walks you through the stuff you need. We're using the bigger, longer cabled mini oval speaker, and that's not the short wire one. Yeah, that's only so that we can have enough slack uh, for the wire, so we can attach the slide switch. Right. Also, um, the LC version does not have the Pico connector on it, so you do have yeah. to solder to it. And that's another reason why you want to get this version. Uh, I mean, it, no? it, if you want something super slim, yeah, go with the LC. But if you're going to need all those uh, additional connections, or you don't want to solder the speaker to the back of it, uh, go with the non-LC version. All right. This is the LC version, I think? Or? Yeah, super simple diagram here. It's just uh, where the speakers and the batteries all connect into. Mm -hmm. Pretty much just showing this so you can see where the ground uh, goes in if you want to solder it on to the LC version. And a nice little blurb here on why we added the slide switch and how that actually connects up and how to manage the, or do the wire management how to route those around so it reaches the bottom right corner of your case there, so you can press fit the little side switch on there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're just we're just breaking the uh, looks like the voltage wire. Yeah. So that's the way it's wired. Yep. So it's just uh, the pi badge is just re yeah pi badge is just reading uh, or thinking it's being disconnected yep. and switching over to the buzzer speaker. Yep which I had totally forgot that it was on, <laughs> even on there. Yeah. 
Cool. So moving on to the code, we are uh, using the NoFriender, NoFriendo to the NES emulator uh, for Arcada. You can check out the full guide on that. This is just a simple rundown of how easy it is to uh, drag the UF2 over uh, once you load up your USB drive. Yeah, it's really great. You don't have to worry about installing 12 Arduino libraries. Oh my god, yeah. You just download that one UF2 file and bring it in there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can create a uh, NES directory and then drop in some ROMs there. The Learn Guide also has some homebrew ROMs that are linked in the guide, so you can have stuff right Definitely away. Definitely check out. And I think yesterday it was Isaac released a awesome guide on hacking your NES ROMs. So yes. one of the examples was updating Burger Time, making it a veggie patty. Eco-friendly. <laughs> yeah, uh, another cool thing about the uh, no, Fender, no Friendo is that the uh, file system here, you can uh, navigate directories. Yep. So you can go up and down directories, you can store, you know, have like different sub-directories of uh, ROMs, you know, like yep. categorize them or something like that. Seems like it has a good error handler. If something's not right, yep. it'll tell you. If it doesn't find ROMs, it'll tell you. Yeah. It's pretty nice. So check it, it out. It is awesome. It is my favorite little yeah. handheld. Moving on to 3D printing. Using the powder-coated bed, PEI bed, on the Prusa to get this yeah. cool sandblasted look, I think it would be called. The textured surface is really interesting. Um, so you can get that effect with the, uh, the powder-coated PEI bed that we have. We've got the Fusion files available to download as well as the STLs. Mm -hmm. Here are our Prusa slicer settings over here. Yeah, this works on the Inventor as well. And the only trick here is just printing two at the same time so that the heat zone around the nozzle doesn't stay in one place. It sort of moves over and doesn't let these uh, little tiny parts melt. Nice. And here's the uh, print speed, 30 millimeters a second. That's the, key th that, that's the two key things to remember when doing NinjaFlex. Uh, 30 millimeters a second and no retraction. Uh, again, this is for the 85A, which is the more softer, more elastic. Mm -hmm. Original, um, original NinjaFlex. Yeah, the Cheetah Flex, they're the 95A uh, materials should print at about 60 millimeters a second. Mm -hmm. And you can leave on retraction for those, but it is going to be a lot more Firm. stiffer. Yeah, more stiff. stiffer, it'll be more sleek, so it doesn't have any of the soft, uh, like, grippy feel. And mm -hmm. it won't be elastic either. Right. But this will, this will work with ABS or PLA. So any material you have around, you want to test this with. It should work. All the sizes. I didn't have to do any funky horizontal compensation for any of these. So cool. should Sweet. be good to go. And then uh, Bill was asking how we got the translucency on the uh, case. If we were having the layers go in the same direction, I think is what he's asking. No, they're crossing. They're crossing yeah. yeah, it's there's, just. It's just because there's what? Three layers? It's about four layers. For me, it's like. Three, I think. Yeah, so you can three edit four, that. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's four. And you did this with the top and the bottom. You just added like one for the top, two for the bottom. If, no, I just left it. I, there's I, not more. It's just solid. Yeah, it's I just solid. did two on each. You know? Two for the top, two for the bottom. Okay. It was about four. And is this? Yeah. So since we're still on the three D printing page, you can take a look at the way that this is stacked on top of each other. So uh, there's like three, four different pieces, right? One, two, three, four. So first we print out this. So it's pretty much, it's kind of like acrylic, except that you have control over the height of each of the components or the housings for the, uh, the thumb pad and the A and B buttons and then the bezel that is glued on top. Uh, pretty easy to line these up. Just look at where the entrances are for these or the cutouts are for these. And we're using the same uh, star bond. It's like the medium time uh, to glue these and Awesome tip from uh, Stuff with Kirby. It was saying that have a little desktop fan around so you don't get any of the hazing around where the glue spots for this is. Yeah, or uh, I, I tend to leave it on a table and then come back and just haze on the freaking table. I have seen that, yeah. So, you yeah, so I elevate it too. Yeah, I just used just one of these hands. guys and elevated it. Yeah. Or use it to help your hands. We have those in the shop. Yeah. Like seven blocks or something. A couple tips there for that. Yeah. All right, next page is the assembly. Send for this guy. Uh, it's pretty easy, except if you're do, using the LC model, in which case you're pretty much just trimming the, the, uh, the 
the wires on the speakers to fit. I just show you there how to hook those up. And as we were saying, yeah, definitely third helping hands will help mm -hmm. to uh, keep these elevated and make sure uh, stuff's not moving around. Yep. The speaker, the oval speakers that we carry have two sticky components on the back and in the front mm -hmm. uh, to avoid you know, any leads touching. We're gonna use the fabric, uh, what I call the front side. Mm -hmm. And there's a little uh, sticky protective film thing that you just remove and line up with the little outline that's on there, stick that on. For the LiPo battery, we're just using sticky tack. We just made a nice little uh, small uh, amount on the board and just stick the three, what is the 350 milliamp hour battery that we're, with the short cable mm -hmm. that's being attached to that. Take a look at how the buttons are assembled here. We're actually using M2 screws to hold the top of the button in a little washer that's on the bottom. Uh, the base of the button, which is actually actuating the button underneath that. So we'll need 3M2 by, I think it's five millimeter long screws to hold those in place. Okay. See how that is. And, uh, oh, one last thing I forgot for gluing all of this, a uh, little clamp will definitely help, especially if you're using the powder coated uh, bed because there are like, um, it's like a rough edge. Oh, yeah. You definitely want to make sure that it's making contact and not just floating on top of your parts. Yeah. Continuing on, here's how you can see the um, how the screws and the washers are attached to the buttons. Pretty simple explanatory there. You can read that. And then the reset button, uh, a lot more easier to add that on. Yeah, it just plops right in. It has a little bigger base so it doesn't... Uh, fly through the little cutout there. You just laser it on top. See. Using the M3 screws to hold everything together because when you're button mashing, those can pull the uh, the top of the case off. Mm. So you needed screws for that. Sweet. That's yeah. pretty much it. Excellent. It's easy, easily my favorite handheld. A lot more smaller than the Raspberry Pi uh, game mm. girls that we were making before. Oh gosh, yes. No boot up time. It just always works, it's, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Yay, whoops, just for mic. All right, so that's available on all the places. You can yep. check it out. Thingiverse, uh, Fusion Files, you can edit all those. You can check out the timeline to see. I, I have both versions on there, so the way that I saved it, it's at, I think, the uh, non-LC version, but if you just go forward, I think like, I don't know, five, um, like, what is it called in the timeline? Like five spaces forward, you features, should get the features. five features forward. You'll get the other versions. Uh, all I'm basically doing is uh, if closing you share up the that. file, I mean, it should have the versions in it, all the saves that you've made. Yeah, you can see that as well. That's not there. Yep, so that is all up there as well as just the STLs if you just want to print these out. Yep. We also have a 3D the model models. of the PyBand itself which you can check out on our GitHub repo. Yeah. It's in the description of this video if you're on YouTube. Sweet. All right. That is this week's guide. Very awesome. We'll get some more Pi badges in stock as we make them. Yes. Cool. So. Next project. This is Thumbstick. That's the coupon code. So if you want to check out the Pi badge, speakers, batteries, all that stuff, cables, you can use uh, coupon code. Somebody Thumbstick. just mentioned that the coupon is not working, so yeah. I am yeah. logging in right now to make sure. Yeah, we never did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I live right now? <laughs> That's so funny. Let me get your, your off code, code. Yeah, yeah. login. All right, you continue code. to the next project. Cool, I got the <laughs> next project to share then. Uh, this was a fun one. Um, so we got a learn guide on, I think it was last week or so. This is not a lightsaber. This is a light-up prop using Adafruit's prop maker Featherwing and an M4 Express. So I'd love to share it with you now. Hopefully it doesn't fall apart like it did uh, over the show and tell. So this is a 3D printed hilt that's designed to not be a lightsaber. Um, it has the uh, Featherwing and the feather inside the hilt. We have a slide switch to turn on. This is written in CircuitPython by Katni Rambor, who's a, one of the lead uh, software engineers on the CircuitPython team. So one of the things that I, I asked Katni to do is it'd be really great if we had um, varied sound effects. So if instead of just playing the same sound effect over and over again, 
we can have multiple different sound effects. There's up to eight sound effects um, for both things. So we have the swings, and those are different. There's up to eight. And then for harder hits, we have up to eight clash sounds. So as you're kind of throwing this around, um, you really get different varied sound effects. So it feels much more um, like a real item. So one of the main things I wanted to do um, was to make it easier to reprogram and recharge the battery. So that's what we, uh, we tried to do here. So if I can get this one. Hey, hello. Um, so here is the pommel, and I made it screw top. So this comes off. And then you have access to the USB port here. This is the feather, and on top of that is the prop maker feather wing, so you can reset and you can reprogram here as well. This has a little pull-out tab, so you can pull this out if you want more uh, space there. Uh, so that works out well. And uh, the battery is housed inside here. And now what's interesting about this is that uh, this is all And it's quite challenging to fully illuminate a retractable blade. This is the blade from John Mullet. This is that we did kind of on. And John did a fantastic job on creating a retractable blade. It's just a series of tubes that are hollowed in a perfect place. That's really neat. Um, and I designed this to really easily come off. So just disconnecting this and turning it back on? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, hello, it's hello. just very static. I don't know whose mic it is, though. Is it one of our mics? Yes. Hello, hello? Yeah, it's mic number one, which is, I believe, yours. Yeah. So if I just mute you, I think we should be okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, folks. Welcome to another live stream. Hello? <laughs> yeah, I have you off. Should I just turn the mic off? Um, yeah, turn yours off. Go ahead. Turn yours off. Turn your receiver and transmitter off. Turn them back on and see if that helps anything. And then uh, I'll bring you up gradually in the mixer. All right. Okay. Hello, hello. Nope, that's you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Continue. Okay. Well, <clears throat> bring me down a little bit. Okay, so.
Oh boy, this is difficult. Um, check out the learn guide. Uh, we do have this documented as a learn guide. This is a little bit different. Um, reason why the, vid the videos are unlisted for various reasons. We are not allowed to publish them yet. Um, where we wish they could be published, but they're not published yet. So if you want to get an inside look at them and you like lightsabers that are not lightsabers, oh, you almost got me there, <laughs> you can uh, go to the Learn Guide and actually watch these videos. So the things that um, normally are photographed, wiring, meticulously were recorded as a long 15-minute video. So you can see me soldering um, or soldering uh, for 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, and assembling this step by step. So I have a transcript here that's basically the uh, voiceover and this video here, which doesn't show in the editor mode because I'm an admin, I'm editing my own guide. Uh, you, can, you can play this video. It is unlisted, but you can still watch it. The same goes for the assembly. I'm really happy with the assembly. It took me, it, the, original light, the original not a lightsaber was very difficult to, uh, to assemble and disassemble. However, this one is, uh, is a good exercise in creating a, a project that has good, decent assembly. So one of the things that's fun that I like is um, I like to take the blade off. So the blade has this really neat twist uh, feature, and that comes out. And then you can see here that here's the RGB LED. The RGB LED is so freaking bright that you need a lens to focus the light and, and, and really show it. So it works well as a flashlight, right? Here's the wall with no lens. And then here's the light with the lens. It might fall out. There you go. So it kind of creates more detail there. This is like a, a $1 lens that you can get um, from Amazon. And they're designed to fit right on top of uh, three watt LEDs. So uh, there's, the, there's what it looks like on the inside. And then this piece itself also unscrews. A lot of unscrews here in this design, which I'm a fan of. So this piece comes out. And then this comes off. So the trick here was to figure out how to, because this thing gets really, really hot. That's what they're designed to be. They're not, um, they don't come with heat sinks, but the bottom of the PCB is aluminum. So it's a little tricky to solder this. You gotta do it pretty quick. Um, so I have these two standoffs. It's hard to see because the coils here cover it, but uh, it, it, it hasn't melted yet because the standoffs, they're brass and they dissipate the heat and they don't transfer uh, down into this piece where the plastic actually is. Um, so, super bright, it gets hot. Eventually, don't touch it, uh, even though I did. And uh, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah, so put that over, put that there. That just rests on top, and then this cap that has the, the actual piece here. This just kind of press fits. Well, at least it did press fit. I think I might have fused it in there forever now. <laughs> Fine with me. So I'll just screw this back on. And that houses the, that holds the lens in place like that. And then you can put this little cover on top and that twists as well. So there you go. Um, really interesting thing is about the speaker. So I'm using the, uh, the mini oval speaker that we are using in these Pi Gamer projects. And it's, typically it's mounted to the bottom here, the pommel, but that's where my USB port is. How am I supposed to do that? So what I ended up doing was creating this really cool clip that wraps around this guy here. And I just popped it out, which is really easy to do. It didn't break, and that's where the speaker is. Now, because the speaker is mounted in here and there's a giant cavity in the, uh, in the hilt, this provides some good acoustics, so it makes it louder. So here's what it is without it. Right, not as great. And another cool thing about this cavity is I can come in here and disconnect all the JST connectors. So that here's the RGB LED, here's the switch, and uh, the speaker as well. So you can come in there and, and really edit it. This little groove here, um, locks this guy in place because there's a, there's, a, there's a channel that goes along the ring here as well. So I'm really happy about that. And uh, the way it installs is you just kind of fit it in there like this. This is all s captured so much better in my 20 minute video. <laughs> so that just locks in there like that. It has a little bit loose of fit, but it's fine. And uh, you can have fun with it but not a lightsaber. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, first time playing with RGB LEDs. So much so that uh, 
Brent and Katni had to write an RGB LED library for CircuitPython, which is great. It's awesome. So we got a learn guide, as we were showing. And uh, check it out. It's got all the parts, all the circuit diagram stuff, um, all the code as well. This is my favorite prop that we've, that we've come out with so far. Uh, I wish I could combine the old lightsaber blade with this one and make nice. this super awesome lightsaber. Strong, yeah. Also say that the, uh, the lightsabers from uh, Galaxy's Edge have lag in it, and this one doesn't. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, we've watched That's about a it. ton of videos on it trying to analyze how it looks. And yeah, the, it might be a nice aesthetic, you know, like having the nice metal castings on there. But when everybody turns it on, they're all so amazed by it, they're not able to see that it's so freaking laggy. It's like delayed. even when the animation uh, starts up, it's like, oh my god. The, particularly the hits in the swings. Exactly. They're just like, you hit it, and then like a second happens, and then it triggers the sound effect. This one's instant. None of the reviewers have actually noticed that. They're all like so amazed oh, by it. Like, oh my god, one experience. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a fun thing. So that makes me happy. So yeah, not a lightsaber. It is not a lightsaber. It's a light-up prop. Betaprint's prop maker. So check those out. They're in stock right now. They come with the headers and without the headers. So you can uh, save a buck or two. And uh, coupon code thumbstick. Yay. Oh my gosh, we did it. Yay. And then the audio quick, is so fun, uh, isn't it? Too long, didn't read. Bill is asking, is it threads or coils? There are coils, not threads. And then what was the failure point when it failed, or when you, uh, when you extended it on show and tell and it fell off? What was the weak point on that? Yeah, you're right. So I had to redesign um, the, uh, the, the, the holder, which I just showed like screwing it off. It had like a twist, a single, threat, a th a single twist rotation. That's terrible. So I made it double, and uh, it works a lot better now. That was the failure point, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't swing it too fast, but. Which you did update the design, so the updated. Yeah, it is. It is published, yeah. Which is how a lot of this stuff happens. Oh gosh! As soon as it's published, then the then the then real we work can start starts. Adding and fixing stuff because yeah. we're not in crunch mode deadline. You right. Have to release this. There it goes. So you do have to press. You have to take it out. The funny thing about the way this works is that you can take off all the pieces individually. They only start to taper once you go down. So, yeah, and, and some folks are having some issues printing. This is definitely challenging to print. This simple tube. It's because it's all shell. It's all perimeter rather. So it's a two shells thick, which is super thin. And you're like, well, that's going to shatter as soon as you. And yeah, it does. But you got to be careful with it. Uh, we printed it in different colors and did a time lapse Tuesday on it, which was really fun. Um, yeah. That's what we were saying before. Be pretty interesting. The videos are all unlisted on the guide for this. Uh, it launched whenever, I don't know if we said what, what this is launching with. But no, we didn't. Whenever they decide to release. Yeah, it's supposed to be a kind of a, kind of an educational portion. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We got a learn guide, and people can watch it, the videos. Hello. Excellent. Right, what is next? Um, we have some time lapse Tuesdays. Time lapse Tuesdays. Let me yep. grab one of them. Take the motor. Sure. The motor. Sweet. So this is a um, an engine that is a uh, multi-part kit that you can download from Thingiverse, and we three D printed the parts. We assembled it, and Pedro put together a little rig so that we could actuate the, the motor, the gear, with a, a continuous rotational servo. And we're powering it all with the cricket of the Circuit Playground Express. There it is going. So let's look at it for realsies now. Still goes. Oh, it still goes. Yay. Sweet. It's yeah, so a super uh, simple model that is what everybody in the comments is saying, usually used on airplanes, I believe. Uh, and we're just using a little servo on the back that's just actuating this whole little thing here. It's making the rest of the little pistons uh, rotate. So we're just using a Cricut and a Circuit Playground Express on top of that. And I'm just using mate code to have it go either negative or positive direction. That's all it really is. I'm just using the A and B buttons for that. And then the construction of this, which is, I think is interesting. Let's see if I can get that to stop. Yeah. Yeah, super easy. It's just popsicle sticks glued on to a piece of plywood. So definitely a really easy way to add uh, 
like life to like a little model that you might be showing for education or whatnot. So nice little way to uh, animate this. Yeah, get those parts in motion. Exactly, yeah. So super cool way to visualize uh, for engineering or whatever. So nice little way to quickly get you going. That's all cricket to Playground Express and you're off to the races. Super cool. Very cool. Yes, yes, this is a quick one. Um, very cool. I like how all the pieces fit and the, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I like, like the print quality. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Hot glue for the win. All right. That was uh, designed by a lens error, user lens error on Thingiverse. You can check it out. And it's a free download. Next one is a, a belt, a print in place belt. I've seen these before, but this one is uh, a nice shape. So let's watch that video. This is uh, 3D printing a belt. So the, the way this belt is, is, all the hinges are print in place, and it wraps itself around in a coil to create a, uh, so, so the length of it can be printed all in one, in one part. Uh, you got a tower in the back there, purely for just the time lapse itself. People asking, like, why are you using the tower? It's so that we can trigger the DSLR. That's why. Yeah, we're using a sh slow shutter speed on the uh, DSLR there, and because of that, we have to wait a little bit longer than usual. So the the PLA material tends to burn up. So when it gets back over to the part, it doesn't fully um, detract enough material, and there's always like gaps. So that's why I have that pillar in the back there. Yeah, um, yeah. How many else to say? Other than it, it, it almost fit. It doesn't really fit me because like I have a, I have a waist that's, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody can make like no, 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 twenty six no. size waist. Gotta go to like a skeleton shop. <laughs> but anyway, if we go over to the overhead, you can see what these uh, the quality of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like enough of this video. <laughs> held together and I really like how it prints in a nice little circle here to yeah, maximize how much uh, area you have. So this could print like on the, a small print bed. And then the way that it's attaching are these little hooks on one of the ends. I got these little teeth I'll just snake in like that and the little grooves and it just catches those grooves and they're like so. Yeah. And it holds on pretty good. It doesn't pinch you, which is nice. Yeah, um, I did have to, because I printed it with a brim, I did have to go in there. Not sand it, but like kind of exactly I used the deburr, yeah, deburr to make that nice and yeah. uh, not scratchy. Yeah. It fits in the belt loop. Um, mm -hmm. However, if you have like polyester clothes, active wear, it'll probably scratch it up. So stick to cotton or canvas. Yeah, and came out really good. Khaki. This one on the Ultimaker. The, um, the Crusoe one, one was way too small for. It didn't even fit Gavin, huh? No, it was too big for Gavin. Yeah. It's a six year old. <laughs> yeah. And the print quality on this, it looks a little rough only because I'm doing the time lapse for it, which is usually how it goes because it has to, again, retract, move out of the way, wait for like 10 seconds while the camera does its thing. All right, so we got some belts. It's uh, from 3D Wash. Yeah, and he actually wash, has a couple light. of different sizes. Watch. Uh, although, like I was saying before, if you're waist 28, 27, it's not going to yeah. they're all be too big for you. Yeah. <laughs> On 29, it's just barely is hanging off there, off my bones. Oh, that's a nice one. Oh, cool. That's a really oh, nice I one. I like the filament they used on that foil. Nice yeah. Hey, look. Everybody, Jungle Jesse. Nice. <laughs> Holy moly, everybody printed this. <laughs> it's a really good print. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice. I like the gradient when you change the colors there. Sweet. Belts. So we'll make a tie next. Oh, yeah. The thing. Did we, did we not do that one? Sorry, I didn't set the beads yeah. correctly. Oh. The coupon codes still don't work, guys. Come on. 26. You set the wrong date on that. Sorry. 27. Yeah, it took two weeks to 3D print. That's why we didn't do the Hangout. <laughs> All right, try the coupon code again. It should not say expired again. Yeah.
Mm, there was, but I don't have it. The uh, the iris. I think we gave it to Gavin, and that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then one last one, really cool one from, I forget his name, Microcenter. Yeah, this is Andy Lear's design. Shout out to Andy Lear. He came up with a, uh, a snap fit enclosure for the new Raspberry Pi 4. Did you guys hear about it? There's a new Raspberry Pi 4. <laughs> really? Oh, man. I, I completely forgot that that was coming rock. out. I didn't hear yeah, about that. I know. <laughs> But awesome little design here. He actually said they used your layer by layers to do the snap fit little, um, what are they called? Little, uh, I call them snaps. Yeah, the little tabs on here with the little grooves that catch onto the other side of the enclosure down here. Yep. Little nubs there. And then uh, using the little standoffs to hold the pie in place. It's oh, a so, nice design. Yeah. Uh, Both hardware and, and hardware, hardware and case. Yeah, so yeah, got so a grab. access to it. Yeah, so we got to edit this so that it fits our uh, the cricket hats. Oh, yeah. okay, nice That'd little project good. for that. Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Um, so probably use this one for the Octoprint case. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen, check out the live stream that PT and Lamar did. Runs over all the specs and all that. Even got some really cool demos running on there. So definitely check that out. All new Raspberry Pi 4. Yeah, what's up with everybody saying, like, they're proud that they're not going to do anything with it and just put it on the shelf? It's quite bizarre. It's like, who else? Like, like raise your hand if, if you're not going to do anything with this Pi. And, like, everybody rose their hand, like 20,000 people. It's like, what is going on here? I mean, at least use it as an octoprint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. People were, yeah. It was like, oh, it'll keep my other Pi company because it's not doing anything either. It's like, what? I like the response mm. where somebody was like, well, I actually did something with my Pi Portal. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, that is cool. There's a lot of awesome hardware to play around with. Okay, thumbstick should work <laughs> now. Yeah. It gets you 10% off everything in the store except subscriptions and certificates. So definitely don't miss out. Expires at 11.59 PM tonight. Is that it? Cool. Later tonight, is that what we're doing? Later tonight, we've got Ask an Engineer. It's at 8 p.m. with Lamar and Phil. Shortly before then, it's going to be a, a just the show and tell. Adafruit show and tell. Come in and say hi. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time is happening tonight. I think we'll be there. Yep. Hopefully with better audio. <laughs> I like how the audio never fails on show and tell for us. Anyway. Well, because it's just one mic. <laughs> this one has a mixer and then these two wireless mics that we've had for ages. Yep. Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us and, uh, bearing, and uh, through the, bearing through the... The weekly audio troubles. Yeah. We'll figure out it's, it's because it's like two weeks of no 3D hangout, and it's like double the audio problem in one show. <laughs> and I'm, I apologize we didn't come back as puppets. People were probably upset, like, oh, I thought they were coming back as puppets. <laughs> we're Marty puppets or something. Yeah. We just follow Lamar and Phil blindly. <laughs> like, yes. Excellent. Well, thank you guys again. We're going to be in the Discord chat, and uh, mm -hmm. I think that's it. Don't forget, John Park is tomorrow. That's Check out Make Code Minute. Um, weekly <clears throat> uh, pick of the week. He's doing picks of the week, which is really cool, and shop talks and stuff. So check it out. We're all hanging out in the Discord chat room, which you can um, chat with us. There are some free stuff going on as well. If you go to adafruit.com slash free, you can see all the different tiers. I'm sure they change, um, but uh, there's always some good stuff to check out. We have same-day deliveries here in the New York City area. We're not here in New York. We're in Florida. But in the New York City area, you can get uh, same-day delivery as an option. We also have a newsletter that happens once a week. This is the new, new newsletter, so check that out. We have a CircuitPython meeting that happens every Monday at 2 p.m. That is live streamed on uh, the Discord server, so you can check that out. Mm -hmm. We also have it on the replay as well, on the archive, uh, YouTube channels and beyond. CircuitPython.org, check it out. Easiest way to get CircuitPython on your hardware. Adafruit Daily News, daily, adafruitdaily.com. Check it out if you want to subscribe to daily content. Again, we're in the Discord server. And if you are looking for help, we have a help wanted picture with Adabot. And we have a website that's called jobs.adafruit.com. You can check that out. Make a profile. And if you're an employee looking for employees, employer looking for employees, check it out. All right, that's going to be it. This is really cool. Yeah, I could afford to wish to 
to live near Adafruit as well. I only get to go up like once a, once a year. Sweet. We did it. We're Yay. back. We'll be puppets next week. Don't forget to follow us on all socials for all the behind the scenes that we're working on. Sure. And I think that's it. Yeah. We're we, came, we, we came in with one mic and we're leaving with, we know. Came in with two, leaving with one. <laughs> all right. Bye. Try to figure this other mic out. See you next week. Bye. Later tonight. Later. Bye.